welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to this week's podcast from St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church here in the greater part of South Oklahoma City. Uh, What a great time we're having. Tis the season to be jolly. Tis the season to... offer hospitality Mm -hmm. and today we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about tis the season for rejoicing and i think this is one that could last a long time but we will (laughs) try to contain ourselves just a little bit and of course by we i'm talking about number one my friend my colleague (laughs) the woman with the good shoes pastor stephanie how are you doing today? oh i'm just doing great i'm i'm excited about this one in particular because right before the podcast we were talking about how uh you and I could sort of go on and on and on forever right. with about rejoicing because it just is great. And this is your wheelhouse really, right oh here. Oh man, yours too. It's just really awesome. And I know that the third person in the studio with us could also do the same thing because he loves it too. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing real good today. Good. You know, learning lots of things this week. And yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the so. reality is nothing that we do on Sunday morning would sound good if it weren't for Jeff. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> In so many ways, In actually. In so many ways. <laughs> Deep Thoughts by Pastor D. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you probably only need a spoon to get through my depth, so... <laughs> Uh, so, okay, let's, let's, let's jump right in. One of the things that, uh, I had fun with in, uh, praying through and writing the sermon was introducing the wonderful game that I invented last week. And so we're going to kind of start with this. A few weeks ago, we actually shared what our favorite Christmas song was and and part of why we like that. So um, the encouragement for the game was to try to pick a song by an artist that most people might not be aware of or might not think of. So here's our pop quiz. (laughs) What is a song you love to hear every Christmas that maybe most people aren't familiar with because you don't hear a lot on radio or in the mall or anywhere else? And who's the artist? That sings it. Uh huh. Okay. So, do I get to go first? You want to go first? I can. Excellent. I have two because, you know, if you can one have three is good, if you want. two is better. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is scriptural. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's in Ecclesiastes it for those of you That's that need right. to look it up. A chord of three strands and a, three songs is not easily broken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have an older one and then, and then a newer one. I almost said a younger one. It's a newer one. <laughs> so, my older one is going to be from. Amy Grant. You're, Can you guess I, it? I'm going to guess it's right here on my list, Is but it? I want you to share okay. it. Okay. Uh, my grown-up Christmas list. Okay. No, that wasn't mine. It wasn't? Okay. No. Well, okay. So I love this song because it goes through all of the different things that she would like as a grown-up if she were sitting on Santa's knee. Like, I uh-huh. would like no more lives torn apart and the wars would never start and something else smelling collie, but just all those kinds of things. Believe it or not, I'm not familiar with that song. Really? I, Does that mean I get points? But you get points. How many points I'm, do I, I get, Jeff? I'm actually going to Google it and <laughs> listen to it on YouTube here yes. in a little bit. Yes. Oh, how many points, Jeff? Is that worth? What is that? Uh, it like was a, 10 like points. A thousand. Ten yeah. No, I think you said a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> 10 points. 10 positive points. Oh, oh positive. Oh, I like that. Okay, so then my newer one would be kind of a similar so- type of song. It's Again, it's melancholy because I told you that a You're couple weeks ago. You're kind of into the minor chords at Christmas. I, I am. I really am. Uh, Matthew West, who is a great contemporary great Christian artist. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, he has a song called Christmas to Believe in. I think I'm familiar oh, with that, but so it doesn't good. really resonate. So it's kind of the same as this other one. It's kind of about the things that really matter at Christmas. So, so what sparks that within you? You know, I think what I love about, I love the idea that Christmas is not just one time a year. It's kind of like Easter. You know, like we celebrate big at Easter. We celebrate big at Christmas. But to me, and this brings up another song by Kenny Rogers, Christmas Every Day that I listened to as a kid, that it's Christmas every day. Like we need to rejoice and celebrate as if the birth of Christ were being remembered every single day because his birth changed everything, not just one time a year, it changed it forever. And that's what these songs are are like. It's about what's really important that lasts all year long. Mm-hmm. All right. So Jeff. Okay, Jeff. Pressure's on. Okay. So uh, I'm only giving He went you with the Grinch. If he goes with Rudolph and Frosty, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> really sad. <laughs> I'm sure this is on somebody's playlist out there, but mm-hmm. uh, Carol of the Bells. Oh, I love Carol mm-hmm. of oh, the yeah. Bells. Yeah, Pentatonix has a great oh. version of that. When I was in the group where we did the Pentatonix Christmas songs uh, at, at my previous church, I put this group together and we had so much fun, but that was our first one to do. The hardest oh, song I cannot to imagine. ever do, but it was so much fun. It's oh, yeah. such a good song. I imagine. Yeah. That's when you want to be the bass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the beatboxer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good song. Okay. So do you have others? I, that You know, that's the only one I came up with. You only so. get five points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. She, every, everything she's else. competitive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every, everything else, I, I think, guarantee, is on other people's playlists. Other people's playlist. list. Yeah. I, I think that she rejoices when she wins. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm figuring this out. Right. Tis the season for, <laughs> for Exactly. Winning. Exactly. Okay. So let, let's go with the Amy Grant song okay. because I said I had an Amy I'm Grant curious. song. Because uh, I can play this one on guitar except for a little bridge. I've never okay. figured those chords out. Uh, it was one that she actually wrote with her then husband, Gary yeah, Chapman. Yeah, sure. And it's called Tender Tennessee Christmas. I know oh, this song. Yeah. It's just such a <gasps> fun song. Should we sing song. it? Come on, weatherman. Yes. Oh, I don't know the verses. forecast snowy white. You don't know the... I don't know the verses. I just know... Another I can't sing it in that key. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I have noticed is you altos and people like me, we we don't uh, like the same key. Right, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to make our sing-along really, really exciting. Everything's going to be in her key when that's we right. do the podcast. Everything, or, uh, the Facebook Live stuff's always in your key. Right. I just kind of hum along. <laughs> Right, okay, that's so right. so that's one song. Yeah. Uh, another song is one that Stephen Curtis Chapman uh, wrote years ago, yeah. and it's called "This Baby." You know, this baby made the angels sing. Mm. This baby made a new star yes. shine in the sky. This baby has come to save the world, uh, and on, I just love that I song love that. because it talks about how Jesus growing up. You know, that maybe this is what it was like yeah. when he was a little boy, and so oh, I just so really kind of like that. And the third one is not actually a church song. Uh, when I was young, I mean, like probably fourth grade or something, yeah. my dad bought this compilation album, different artists, you know, yeah. singing different songs. I think it actually had Bing Crosby on it, but he was not singing oh. White Christmas. He was singing something else. Yes. Uh, but it had a song by that lovely voice that the late 60s and the early 70s uh-huh. was a hit singer. Yeah. Karen Carpenter. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Ooh, the definitely. Carpenters. Mm-hmm. And she had a song called Merry Christmas, Darling. Oh, and, I bet that was good. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. i have to look that one up, yeah. It's, you know, it's about someone that's separated from their 
loved one. Oh, uh, yes. So, because, you know, I, oh. I wish you could be here and see the lights on my train, all that. So oh, that's I just, so good. I'll give you nine and a half points. Not, <laughs> not, not even 9,500 per her, or 950 nope. for her thousand, just nine and a half points. Okay, well, so can, can we bow down? Stephanie is the winner. Thank um, you. Everybody loves, Thank the, you. loves the same Christmas music. Which right. Still got to work on a new title for right. that. So. Right, exactly. All right, well, hey, friends, you you want to have some fun here's what i would encourage you to do let us know yes what is a christmas song that you just love to hear it can be a you know a church song or a non-church song yeah you know songs that we would sing in church versus those that we yeah like but we don't necessarily sing in church yeah um send us an email shoot us oh, a response let us know what you love to listen to mm-hmm. we like doing this stuff that's right but uh hopefully part of the spirit and part of what we're capturing here is you know, this is a season for rejoicing that when we read about the narrative of the nativity in, in all the gospels, we see how, um, when the angel tells Mary that you're going to have a baby after she says, yeah, let's, let's do this. If this Mm -hmm. is God's will, the, uh, Magnificat, you know, that song of Mary that is in there. And then when she goes to see Elizabeth, Elizabeth is rejoicing Mm -hmm. that the mother of the Lord comes and the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaps with joy Mm -hmm. because of the Lord's presence. And then how the angels appeared and they're having church, you know, and then the, the shepherds are like, Hey, wow. Yeah. We have seen this thing. And they, and they rejoiced. Yeah. Somehow or another, uh, this is a season when we seem to rejoice like no other. And it's not mm-hmm. to say we don't have the melancholy right. times as well. Right. But uh, we we tend to celebrate good news mm-hmm. with this unbridled enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, a life event, birthday, mm-hmm. graduation, weddings, anniversaries, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe... You know, when we get a gift, we really rejoice. I, yeah. I remember one year, Robin gave me Elton John tickets, yes. man. I was really excited about that. Or this past summer for my 15th uh, anniversary here at St. Andrews, yeah. given that guitar that Steve Brand had made. I mean, those yeah. were certainly things that we celebrated. So mm-hmm. uh, is that what y'all think mm-hmm. of when you think of rejoicing? That's just yeah. this unbridled, uh, I don't care if anybody's watching. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm, I love I'm that. rejoice yeah. in that. Well, and I think, too, when I think about rejoicing, if I'm getting sort of... Um, logical in the logical side of my oh, brain. Oh, you're, you're going to go deep now. Okay. You won the game, so you're going to have to show your debt. <laughs> I'm just feeling some unbridled joy right now because of that. Uh, but I think that the idea, too, that rejoicing is truly the result of something. You know, a lot of times yeah. we talk about uh, joy as sometimes being a choice. Like, I'm going to choose joy uh, not dependent upon my circumstances. But rejoicing really is the result of something. And usually it's the result of something magnificent. So, right. you know, you think about yeah, a, a birth, a birth an of something yeah. that's great. And and this thing that we're talking about rejoicing about, the birth of our Savior, is truly one of the top two most magnificent things that has ever happened on earth because you think about you know god being incarnate and coming as a baby and the birth and the celebration so there there's one thing but then the second thing would be then jesus is raised from the dead right two of the most magnificent things that have ever happened in the entire world and you know as as his creation we have a not just a right or a, the ability to respond, but we have a, a responsibility to respond to that. You know, I, that's why I feel like as Christians, it's our responsibility to rejoice in such a way that it's contagious to the world. 
you know, yeah. where they see that, yeah, there is something magnificent that has happened here. It's like the shepherds where they're like, we got to go tell people, right. you know, I just, and, and I think that's part that gets lost in the story. Yeah, yeah. They didn't just go see Jesus. They no. had to tell everybody about the angels and all this. And here's the baby. Yes. And yeah. Yes. And one of the things, if, if y'all as, as you two, my great friends in studio, but also my friends listening, if you haven't had a chance yet to watch the chosen Christmas special, Oh my goodness. They capture this idea of people must know, like people must know that the shepherds saw and then their response was people have got to know about this magnificent uh-huh. thing. Because that's really what um, the result of our rejoicing should be. It should be that it, it's shown. Like you can't rejoice quietly. You think about that? Like, I mean, I guess you could technically. I was going to say, yeah, but, say more. Say but more. well, when you, when you are rejoicing it's going to have an effect on your body, on what you do, on what you say, on what, how you sing, on all of those things. And so the result of that is going to be that people hear, people know, people see, people understand. And I loved that this particular special captured that, that when the shepherds saw the baby Jesus after they've been told about it from the angels, they, they said, people have to know. Mm-hmm. And Part of that special went through, which is interesting that we're talking about music, because half of the special is music videos from great artists, Brandon Lake, Phil Wickham, uh, We the Kingdom, I mean, all these people. And they interview these people for King and Country is on there too. And they interview them and they say, why, why do you think people must know? And so each of them will go through and talk about this is why people must know. And, you know, I think a lot of Christians leave that particular job to the, to the, um, ministers or to professionals, professionals. Yeah. And that's what I think is sad because if truly in our hearts, we are touched by what God has done for us, we will rejoice, which will then result in people knowing what he's done. Yeah. I, I love that. That actually kind of talks and, and leads us to a place that, uh, we actually went in the sermon and that is, you know, the shepherd said, we've got to go see this mm-hmm. thing that the Lord has told us about. Yeah. And, Really, that where I find myself is, I, I want to see God. Yeah, right. You know, I, I, right. I want to see Jesus. I, I want to see him face to face. And that's why I think it was important for the shepherds to tell everybody. Yeah. They, they knew that they had just experienced something that no one else yeah. had experienced. And while the angels told them that was not going to be something they were going to hoard. Yes. And just, <laughs> you know, go to the market the next day and say, oh, boy, you're not going to believe what, you know. We yeah, well, we did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you must not be so good for you because angels didn't appear to you in the middle of the night. I mean, no, they they were so excited, and, yeah. and they they had to tell somebody. Yeah, they had to see it for themselves, and and that you know sometimes when we worship, you know, I yeah, physically I have never yeah. seen God. Physically, I've never heard an audible voice of God uh-huh. speaking to me. Uh, but there can be no doubt there are those times that God is present. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I find that in the, the midst of worship so oftentimes, uh, and that worship may not always be loud, boisterous yeah, praise, right. but it doesn't mean that I'm not rejoicing. Right, uh, right. And so mm-hmm. the the thing that we can trust in is when we rejoice, was actually one of the things I was thinking of while you were talking, mm-hmm. is in Thessalonians, don't remember if it's number one or <laughs> number second two, one, yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't actually going to say number two, <laughs> <laughs> the first or the second one. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's one of the things it says is rejoice evermore. That's yes. an older translation. Yeah. Uh, and this was written to people 
that were being persecuted. Yeah. And and we're finding, you know, maybe life is just too hard and maybe I need to feel more of a just down, sullen, downtrodden kind of mm-hmm. uh, attitude about me. Uh-huh. But Paul encourages, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Rejoice evermore. Pray, Pray without always. ceasing, for this yeah. is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, and he tries to tell them, don't don't let somebody steal your joy. Yes. You know, keep rejoicing, uh-huh. keep praising. And, and, you know, that's why one of the songs that was really popular, gosh, 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. was a song by Casting Crowns. I will praise you in, in the, the storm. storm. Right. You know, yeah. because God, we thought, you'd have done something different but even though yeah. you haven't worked out i mean that was that was job the lord gives the lord yep. takes away blessed, blessed be, the, be name the name of the lord. lord i love that too and i love it too that um you know god is so intentional with everything that he does because he he's able to think with intentionality far beyond our ability to do so but i think about when he was intentional and in choosing to tell the shepherds that Jesus was born, like he could have gone to anybody. He could have gone to the best public speaker that has ever lived. And the angels could have revealed that to this best public speaker so that then that public speaker could go and share it with the world in a powerful and wonderful way. But instead he chooses to tell the shepherds, the low lifes of the world, the smelly people, he chooses to tell them. And then they are so inspired. They, they're not afraid to tell other people. That's what I love about this whole thing. You know, that, that is amazing because the shepherds would not have been respected for their intellect, no. uh, but you can't argue with something someone has seen. I, I, yeah. I remember years ago sharing with a guy, uh, God had done a miraculous healing mm-hmm. in his life yeah. and he didn't necessarily feel qualified to tell other people about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I just pulled him aside and it's like, man, I love you. I just want you to know you're the expert on your experience. Yeah. Right. No, no, no <laughs> one else can say, Oh, well, this is what Rob experienced. No, no he was the expert. And, and at that point, yeah. the shepherds were the expert and but they weren't the only ones. You uh-huh. know, we'll, we'll we'll look this week at the story of the Magi. But yeah. one of the things that um, I, it, it never dawned on me before when I was you know just preparing uh-huh. yesterday, uh, I always knew that they were astrologers. You know, they're, right. they're looking at the stars, trying to find the mysteries of the universe, right. kind of people. Yeah. But it never dawned on me that they weren't Jews. Yeah. They were Gentiles because they were from the shepherds the East. were Jews. Wow. How is that? Wow. I just never, <laughs> never dawned on me yeah. b- before. Good call. Yeah. But uh, again, so it, it wasn't just, he he came to his people. We, we know yes, that. right. But he came for all yeah. people. And we'll get to that a little oh, bit more in so a minute. I, I'm just, I, it's really hard for me to follow kind of the thoughts of, of what we did on this because, yeah. you know, it, it's just such an amazing story. It's one you never get tired of hearing. Yeah. It's one that we celebrate with Again, great joy uh, because we want to help people see God. Yeah. And and that's what the shepherds, I think, were doing. They, they were going, as you were saying, yeah. to tell other people yeah. uh, that you can go see this thing, too. Yeah. You know, angel didn't appear to you. Don't freak out about that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> come, come, go go see that baby. Go yeah. go see that baby. It will change, change your life. Change everything. And, and this is part of how we operate in church is... Uh, I'm, I'm sure the shepherd said, oh, you know, go down here around the corner. There's a, you know, kind of a house with a stable, <laughs> you know, there's all, you'll yes. find the baby laying in a manger. <laughs> right. And and we're like, hey, go around here and come to church. Yeah. And our hope is when people come that they truly do know and feel and experience 
the power of God. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Well, and the point you made too about uh, you said you cannot contain praise when it rises up in you, for even the rocks cry out. Right. I love this idea, and I can't remember where the scripture is that talks about the rocks crying out. Do you remember where it is? It's I. You know, I started looking up. I think it may be in the Psalms. Oh yes. But, okay. But when John the Baptist is starting his ministry, mm-hmm. he tells him, "Do not think to yourselves that you are children of Abraham and you're going to receive this blessing, because God can raise up children of Abraham out of these stones. Out of the stones. Yeah. That's right. And so <laughs> I love that. Well, and the thing I love about this is when you think about what God did with the star. You know, the star that there is how go. the Magi found the Christ. It just I love to think about how God. God's creation is not just his people, but he realigned everything Mm -hmm. to tell the story of Christ, like move the star so that it's over where he is so that people know how to find him. Yeah. And it it stayed stayed there. there. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just remarkable when you think about God's ability to do anything. I mean, when he, when he wants to point you in the right direction, he can move the stars so that you get there. And I think that's really important for us to remember, no matter what time of year it is, that that, that that's easy for God. That's not difficult for yeah. him. Gosh, and the same yeah. is true of the rocks crying out, that, that his creation was made to serve him. His creation was made to work in accordance with his will in in the new testament after the holy spirit is poured out on all Mm -hmm. who believe uh one of the things that paul writes i think this is in romans i I you know this is off the top of my head so i should have looked this up but paul writes about how just like all of creation we are groaning yes awaiting the redemption of our souls yes that uh you know we talk about in the fall Everything falls. Uh-huh. You know, it's not just humanity. It's all of creation falls. Yeah. And so it makes sense to me that however it happens, I certainly don't understand it. It's mm-hmm. not too difficult for God. Yeah. All of creation is rejoicing. Yes. The, the star, the angels, uh-huh. the magi, the shepherds, yeah. you know, all creation is celebrating. Yeah. Look at what God has done. Yeah. Look at what oh, God has so done. Good. So yeah, you, you just can't keep that in. Nope. You can't. Nope. You know, and sometimes you will meet people and they are so full of joy. They yeah. are rejoicing all the time. You just kind of have to go, this person for real? Is this person okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So one of the, the last things we shared in the sermon on Sunday is when, again, we read that nativity story and the angels are telling the shepherds, they said, this is good news for all people. And sometimes we lose all people, yes. you know, I mean, we believe it, but we're looking at shepherds and stars and yes. angels and, yes, yes, and everything yes, else. Yes. But, um, uh, how, how do you interpret that, that Jesus oh, is to be the savior of th- all people? This just blows my mind. Like I love that. I love this part because when you think about how the world started, when, when God created Adam and Eve, it was his presence was for all people. There were not Jews at that point. Adam and Eve were not Jews. They were people. And God designed it so that all people would be having access to him. But then when we fell and we made the bad decision and he punished us, he starts over, but he starts over with a small group of people. When he says to Abraham, you know, your your descendants will be as numerous as the stars. Go to this place that I have for you. He he wants to still show his presence and live and dwell among his people, but he starts with a smaller group of people, the Jews, who become his chosen people. But then through Jesus Christ, he opens that whole thing back up again. Like now it's back how it should have been before. It's for all people. And the thing I love, I've been working with this with our um, youth in Sunday school right now, and they, they've just been like, their minds have just been blown. But 
when Jesus sits down with Nicodemus, Nicodemus the Pharisee that comes right. to him in the middle of the night because he's afraid that anybody else is going to see that he came to talk to Jesus, like, ooh, that's you know so terrible. So Nicodemus, who knows all the stories, he knows everything about all the Jewish history. And Jesus says to him, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that who whoever like whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life and to us because we memorize that scripture i mean every christian almost has that scripture memorized verbatim we miss the whoever but he's sitting across from this jew who's known his whole life that he is one of god's chosen people and jesus just rocks his world and says that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. I mean, Jesus was setting the stage right then and there to say, this is not just for the Jews anymore. We're going to rock the whole world and yeah, we're going to open yeah, it up to yeah, everyone uh-huh. for all people. And it was said there in the in the birth story, you know, that he's come to save the world. It's right. just, it's so beautiful. But you're right, we miss those little words that mean so much. One of the things I think of in, in interpreting the statement is whatever categories we put people in, mm-hmm. That's who Jesus came for. Yeah. You know, whether it's the haves, the have-nots, yeah. us, them, you know, regardless of, you know, religion, creed, yeah. orientation, language, yes. tribe. He came for all, all of, of us. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've been around people that sometimes when they say all people, they don't really mean <laughs> <laughs> right? all yeah. people. And, and so that's why I think it's important that we grasp this that mm-hmm. there there's not anyone you can name there's not anyone mm-hmm. we know that is beyond the scope and reach of what God is yes. trying to do and for this reason Jesus comes for all yeah. people not just to say hey folks look at me baby born under a star you know <laughs> rose again on the third day no that's it's great. i'm here to save you yeah. whatever it is that's killing you i'm here to save you mm-hmm. uh, and, and and you need to know above all the things that kill you, your sin is killing you. So you come to me and I can save you and I can give you strength and power to make you desire to overcome those things that are killing you. Yes. So we're going to get lost in this (laughs) if we're not careful. Uh, Mm. But there's no other season, if you will, like Christmas that causes us to rejoice. I, mm-hmm. I was listening to the radio driving in this morning. You know, I listen to sports talk radio, but, mm-hmm. but one of the morning hosts or the morning animals as they're called, <laughs> uh, is a guy who every year at Christmas is raising money for something. Okay. And he will say, you know, whoever you are, if you will call and if you will donate this, I will come to your house and I will pick it up or I will come to your business oh, wow. and pick it up. And this morning he was sharing stories and I'm like, I need I need to get this and and play this in church Sunday because the oh. things that he is doing really it's bringing me great joy. He, uh-huh. It's a season to be jolly. He's filling my life with cheer. Yeah. Just listening to him talking about things and and how people give and yeah. and, and what people give and, and mostly what he's trying to do is raise money for another source. But he said yeah. I went somewhere and somebody gave me a bed and he goes you know we get here early in the morning and I think they get there at like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, he wow. said and some guy couldn't come by. He said you know I drive by that place. I'm just going to meet you in the parking lot. Wow. And just the the way that people celebrate. Yeah. 
this season yeah, is so great. It's true. And and I just can't wait. I mean, it's part of the vision we have. People just want to sing at Christmas. So Sunday yeah. night, we're going to have our sing-along. Oh, I can't wait. I hope that you will join us. You can join us either online or in person for the sing-along. We're going to have a meal here at 530 at St. Andrews. And then our sing-along starts at 630. And we've got concert pianist Robert Faisal, one of our dear friends. And I'm so excited to be having him. Pastor DA and I are going to be leading the singing. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time. And if you come, you also get to see Jeff because he will be there. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> Jeff puts like the filter on my microphone that makes me sound like Andrea Bocelli or Josh Groban or somebody. <laughs> you, got, you got that filter, Jeff? I might be talented, but I'm not that talented. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you just serve the miracle worker. You don't actually do miracles. Okay. Amen. That's right. That's right. Oh, well, we are so excited that you've joined us for another episode, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday morning and Sunday night, and we also wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hey, friends. D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.